Hello everyone, happy Friday. May God bless you. Welcome to the verse of the day. My name is Maxine. Kindly like, subscribe and share this devotion. We're available on this RSS podcast platform and we are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast and Amazon Music. You can also listen to us on TuneIn and Deezer. The verse of today comes from the lovely book of Romans chapter 8 verse 6 and I will be reading it from the Amplified Classic version. We have a main agenda and that is to spread the love of God, spread the word and have as many people encounter Christ through the word. Holy Spirit, you are welcome into this place and we thank you once again for allowing us to just receive this word of God and have it manifest in our life. Our Father, Abba, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forevermore. Amen. You know, we seem to take that scripture for granted, but that's how Jesus taught us. And if you really look at the words, they're really powerful. And what a wonderful way to start the devotional. So back to our word today. And it's from Romans chapter 8 verse 6, Amplified Classic. And it says, Now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit, is death. Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul, peace, both now and forever. This is a very deep, 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 deep quote and scripture from the word of God. Paul is telling us that we have to start living the life of a person who walks and breathes and manifests the Holy Spirit. Jesus loved us so much that he sacrificed his life for us. And in sacrificing his life for us, we received the gift of eternal life. We received the life of God. The life of God is so powerful and magnified. The life of God is so great that we don't realize the amount of power that we have just through the gift of salvation. We received something so heavy, so big, so powerful, yet at a very small cost. We didn't have to suffer for it. We didn't have to get crucified for it. We received it out of love, favor. That's just demonstration of love. And when Jesus left us, to go back into heaven in order to come back again later. He left us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God himself. And the Holy Spirit is the biggest counsel you can ever have in your life. He is the light that you need to make decisions and to know your ways and to see ahead, to have hindsight, um, foresight, hindsight, insight. And we take that for granted. But Jesus left us the Holy Spirit to be at our disposal. And for us to have the Holy Spirit with us, we have to prepare ourselves. That means we have to be in our spiritual walk of persistent transformation. We have to be changing. We can't be the same people that we once were. And in our spiritual transformation, the Holy Spirit walks with us because they see what we're doing. 
And in that transformation, we have to start dealing with life and reason with sense through the Holy Spirit. We can't think on our own ways because God told us that his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And now we have the Holy Spirit who's showing us that the ways we think are not above his. And so if we reason and sense with the Holy Spirit, that means now we have the mind of the Spirit. We no longer have the mind of the flesh. So people seem to think that this is just in matters spiritual. I'll come to church, I'll give my tithe, I'll read the word every day, I'll try and be nice to people. But are you practicing this mindset every day? Because the flesh is going to fight you. We are constantly told in the word that the flesh and the spirit are always at battle. From the day Adam sinned, the flesh became above the spirit. Jesus came and restored that. We have to recognize that that has been restored. The death of Christ and his resurrection has restored us to the glory of God. We are now in the position that Adam once was in the beginning. And so because the life of God is in us, we have to have a mindset of Christ. We have to be above our issues of flesh. So exercising your power in the spirit is in every aspect of your life. When you wake up, how you talk to people, how you deal with people, in your place of work, how you deal with your work life, your work-life balance, how you deal with your own personal care, it has to exude the Holy Spirit. Because if we apply the mind of the Spirit just in matters Christ, and we don't apply the mind of the Spirit in matters man, then we're living double lives and we know the end result of living in the flesh. God is not stingy to let us know what the consequences are. You will have miseries arising from your sin. You will have miseries that are eternal. And we don't want to put ourselves in that situation. God is telling us, choose me, choose life. When you choose me and you choose life, I guide you, I direct you. And sometimes as humanity, we get scared. We have the fear of what comes next. How will I deal with it? Can my body manage? Can I manage as a person? But God is not stingy. We have seen um, his love for us. Even from the saving graces you've experienced in your life, it demonstrates the love of God. I'm sure you've encountered people who've shown the love and mercy of God from their own personal testimonies. And to make it even better, the word of God illustrates how God never leaves us and God never abandons us. And so we must slowly, not not really slowly, but faithfully, consistently, Get out from this mindset of our own understanding. Get out of this mindset of our own reasoning, our own wisdom, the wisdom of humanity, and start enveloping the wisdom of God, the reasoning of God, the guidance of God. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust, it says, trust the Lord your God. Lean not on your own understanding. In all things, acknowledge him and he will make your paths clear. That's a proverb saying, and that's somebody prophesying and promising to you in your life that in the mind of the spirit, forget things of the flesh. Lean on God 
lean not on your own understanding don't lean on your reasoning don't lean on your ways but lean on God's ways and he will make he's not even saying I'm going to send the Holy Spirit he's not saying I'm going to send Jesus he's not saying I'm going to send the angels he's saying God will make the path clear for you now last time I checked when God moves the earth shakes There's no point to lie to anyone about that. When God moves in anyone's life, and the earth is not just the earth, the the ground or the mountains and things like that. It's a significant symbol. Earth is us. When God moves, the earth shakes. Elijah was running from Jezebel and God came in a form that you could clearly tell it was God. He, he, He had to stop. He wasn't just, oh, um, it's an earthquake or it's, um, a wind it was God so God is telling you I will make your paths clear for you then trust God acknowledge him lean on him is he really going to let you down God the creator of heaven and earth who can actually say God let me down or we were leaning on our own understanding and then we said God let us down it's taking a leap of faith And having an understanding that you're putting your trust and your conviction into a supernatural God that can overcome and has overcome everything. And when you put your trust and faith in God, he's not going to leave you. God rewards those who diligently seek him. And so avoid the ways of the world. We, including myself, have to overcome the challenge where we know of God, we know of his greatness and we know of his power, but yet we still turn to ways of the world just to hold on to something that we feel like we know what we're doing. And we have to release that faith. We have to fully trust in God. We have to fully say, God, this is you and I. No matter what the world says, no matter what society speaks of, even if I'm that one person that looks like a fool for following you, even if I'm that one person in the midst of millions saying they're wasting their time, they're wasting their time with such a person, they're wasting their time for this cause, but you have spoken and said, go ahead. That's all that matters. So my prayer for you is to have God materialize in your life let him not just be the word let him not just be what you hear as a devotion let him be life in your world let him be light in your world as he manifests in you each day let the darkness that encompasses you the spirits of fear doubt anxiety chaos frustration all the plots of the enemy trying to take you away from god let it all be removed out God said it is finished. Jesus said the work was done. We take communion every day to signify and symbolize and and memorialize the death and the resurrection of Christ. But all those are acts of something that has already happened. So my question to you is, do you really understand what has really happened? Because if you do, then you have that light that shines out of darkness and that light that shines out of darkness is overcoming your flesh has overcome your flesh 
all you have to do is recognize that it already happened. That light that shines out of darkness is your sense and reason with the Holy Spirit. That light that shines out of darkness darkness puts away your miseries from your sin both here and hereafter. That light that shines out of darkness gives you life and peace. So as you start your weekend today, ask God to make you open your eyes and realize the life of God that is in you, the life of God that sits in you, the life of God that manifests in you. And I believe if you're not saved, this is your time to get saved. This is your time to say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I know of you. I have heard of you. I believe in you. I believe that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die for my sins. And in dying for my sins, the price of my life has been paid. I know that the consequences of sin is death. I know that I am not worthy to receive you, but Lord, you love me so much and you've allowed me to receive you. And so I stand here declaring that Lord God Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. You came and died. You conquered sin. You conquered death. You conquered the grave and you conquered hell. You rose up on the third day and you are now in the presence of God, interceding for me. I know I am saved. My price has been paid. I believe you're my Lord and Savior and I thank you. And you state it boldly and stand forth and say, now I have the life of God. When you say those words, you believe and you confess with your mouth and your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and he's your Lord and Savior who died for you. You are saved. And the next thing to do is now attach yourself to church. Go to a service. Start getting to know your Lord. Get yourself involved in Bible study. Start to know who God is and start experiencing this journey. And you will start to see the light that shines out of darkness. You will start to see the light that reasons with you. And that's the Holy Spirit guiding you and advancing you in every aspect of your life that God wants you to just soar. When you've said this prayer, you've shaken the gates of hell. And the enemy will not like it. And he will try and come and attack you. He will try and come and discourage you. He'll try and make you doubt that the prayer you've said doesn't hold water. But remember, God does not leave his own. He is that shepherd that even goes for that one sheep who's lost. And right now, because of that prayer of salvation, God is your strong tower. God is your backing. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And remember, Satan can't do anything about that because God created him and God destroyed him. It's done. It's finished. So live your life in the Spirit. Live your life in the Spirit. God bless you.